Hello everyone. Uh, here, Carlos Salamilla, the president and CEO of Ideas Forever College Avenue. I welcome everyone from all parts of the world that are really are interested in education, in college education, which I find a key element in everyone's life. So you can evolve as a growing intellectual person with awareness and knowledge and wisdom. Uh, today we have something, someone special. Uh, her name is Maria Ortegui. Mortegui. Maria Mortegui. And she um, has been my student now for well, about a year. And she's graduating uh, this week and from high school. And I'm really very proud of her. Um, she's graduating uh, at the top of her class. And uh, I just want you people to listen to her story. Very interesting story. She has to go through a lot of obstacles and vicissitudes in order to get where she's at. And we're helping her get, she already got into various colleges. So let me introduce to you Maria Mortegui. Hello. All right. Thank you, Mr. Carlos. It's nice to be here with you guys. Tell me, Marti uh, Maria, tell me, uh, where did you come from? I mean, how did you get to Miami? Uh, well, I got here from, uh, well, I was born and raised for seven years, seven, six years in Colombia in a little town called Calaca with basically my whole family. I practically had to leave everyone there because, well, first I had no choice, I was little. So my parents were the ones making the decisions. And I came here with my mom and my dad. They decided to come here because at the time, well, what I've heard like the stories, cause well, I don't remember a lot since I was young, but my dad and my mom were going through a tough time, like economically and in their relationship with my siblings as well like a lot was going on and my dad was like he he had also like a a problem with um alcohol like he would drink a lot so yeah like he would be considered an alcoholic so and he would drink a lot at the time but now he he we we came here for him to be able to change as well as well for my mom because my mom has always told me like she wanted to give me since I was growing and I was just entering the school world, um, she wanted to give me like a better world, a better scene than what my siblings have lived. And she also wanted like to see if my dad would change as well. So, and that did happen. That did happen, yeah. And now we're living a lot better. Like 11, 10 years after I'm here, about to go to college. Gra about to graduate in my first generation for my family, so I'm really proud of that. I'm actually really happy for that. So, yeah. Okay, Maria. I remember, you know, you telling me one time that, you know, it was you lived in Colombia during the years of the the terrorism, the terrorist movement, and the uh, and then you were your family, you and your family were persecuted. Um, 
you know, your lives were threatened, and that was one of the main reasons that, you know, you had to flee Colombia, and, you know, and come to the U.S., and, and come to Miami, you know, where, you, where you've been living now for about almost 15 years, you know. So, um, so maybe, um, tell me a little bit about that, you know, how, you know, how did your family, I mean, your family was suffering, you know? Well, first of all, it was like mostly because it originated from my uncle. Uh, he's deceased now, so may he rest in peace. Um, he, he wasn't involved in like anything like gang related, but like he was also, his family and him were also going through a tough time. So he was trying to find a better like way to get money and to find stuff. And he did, but it wasn't the right way, you know? Like, um, the way that they tell the story, and my mom remembers it a lot. Like, she still lives with that. Because I feel bad for her because she saw my uncle in that state. And when they found him, he was dead. He was shot. But it was because of, like you said, La Guerrilla, who were following him because they knew where he was going they knew what he was gonna get or what he was trying to get and the people that he went with were also shot because of that and due to that my family was also in danger mostly my cousin also us um i would say that it was us like my mom because my mom was also very like my mom was the one who her all of her siblings would go to she was the one like the the one they could count on. So I think that's why we were mostly targeted as well because my mom was very involved in his life as well as everybody else's. Okay. So yeah, that's like one reason we also had to come here. All right, so you came to Miami and you've been studying. Now you're graduating tomorrow or Tuesday. Um, and it's very interesting, you know, you're graduating on top of your class and you've been applying to colleges, I've been helping you you know, with the applications and, you know, for scholarships. Uh, you came over here, and basically, right now, you know, you, uh, after so many years, you have not been able to change your you know, your immigration status. So you are an undocumented um, alien student. Uh, so uh, your, your, you know, your offers from schools and your offers for scholarships are totally limited. Um, but... Now you you got you got accepted uh, you know a couple of good universities and um, and I think uh, you know you have to start you know at the bottom even though you are deserving to be at the top. I remember you applying to Harvard and Princeton and Princeton like you and Princeton call you and they interview you and they like you and they were going to accept you you know until they found out that basically you know you're undocumented in Princeton. Um, basically did not accept you. They rejected you. So that's one of the crises that undocumented, intelligent, bright students face every year here in the U.S. So hopefully, you know, there will be a new law that can be able to protect you and be able to change, you know, your immigration status in the, in the future. So tell me about now, about your activities in school. Um, you were, uh, you were really heavily involved in, in, uh, you know, in extracurricular activities. One of them was with the criminal justice system. Tell me about what were you doing 
with the criminal justice system in high school? Uh, well, during high school, I had to, like, I was in that class that was mostly like a program that you could be in. It was also for like the four years of high school. And we mostly, um, we mostly like watched, like, how would you say, like, we would mostly watch out in um, like football games like football season um, or soccer season we would go to the games and we watch out for the people and the, like the students as well as the parents that none of them got into like an altercation with each other or that um, everything ran smoothly mostly like for example my my teacher my office Rondo that's his name that was my teacher he he would make sure he would assign us for example, I was assigned a couple of students, and I had to um, put them in an area. And in that area, they had to either watch out that um, the students didn't bring anything that involved, like, drugs. For example, like, um, like vapes or weed or stuff like that. So, um, we would mostly do that. And guns, too, right? Yeah, yeah. So we would mostly watch out for that, and, and the students that I had to assign to watch out for that, they would have to do that, and they would also watch out that none of the students got into fights or were talking about getting into fights or stuff like that. You know, like if you heard something, you would say something. So that's mostly what we did as well. So basically, you're the mediator. You know, you're the peacekeeper. You know, you're the peacekeeper... You know, in the uh, football games, soccer games, and any other type of athletic events, um, which is great. I think, you know, that coming from a violent background, I mean, you know what violence was. You know, you lived it as a child, and now, you know, that you are a young lady, then um, now you are the peacekeeper, which is great. Very admiring the fact that uh, you got involved with the criminal justice system at the young age of 17 years old. Um, and you're trying to avoid, you know, violence, which is so randomly, you know, frequent here in the U.S. Um, today, you know, teenagers today are more violent than any other type of uh, age group because they have access to guns. You know, and guns kill, kill people. So um, this is, uh, you know, a good example of someone that's taking the time and volunteering her hours you know, to try to keep peace and and avoid violence. So congratulations on that. Uh, but also you were involved, uh, you know, with the environment. You're very concerned about the environment. So tell me about the environmental club. In the environmental club, we mostly did literally like what the name says. We would go out. For example, we would go do in like beach cleanups. And we would literally clean and try to pick up a lot of the garbage that we found, which was a lot. Like, there were buckets and buckets that we would fill up just picking up. So, that was a lot that we had to do. And we I, we mostly did that, like, almost, like, every month. Yeah. Like, and we would get other people to volunteer and to try and help us with that. As well as... um we would also leave the buckets um, near the garbage cans where the beach was. So if people were to see them, they could also, like, it kind of is start to see and start to help us out 
with helping and cleaning up the beach basically yeah and that was mostly what we had done in the environmental club and we would also like raise awareness at school about it we would talk a lot about um our animals and the ocean and how a lot of the garbage that's thrown in the ocean affects our our animals and our ecosystem in, in one so yeah so you clean up the environment basically primarily in the beaches right yeah right right because in florida you know well, not only in miami but you know the whole florida is, uh, the beaches are yeah. are full and full of garbage and, uh, and very polluted and especially now with the forget you know the sargassum which is really coming in into the beaches mm -hmm. and creating a an environmental danger and also um the odor that uh, comes from the sargassum creates chemicals which are you know rotten smell so hopefully you know people like you you know they put, they put a little dent in the cleaning of our environment and that's really great uh, you know consciousness at this age that uh, you're involved with uh, you know with the environment so now we're going to college in September um, you had some a couple of disappointments because of the fact that you were accepted um, by some schools and and basically because your status as an undocu undocumented alien, you know, you were accepted by Princeton and then later on Princeton University, which is one of the top schools, and then later on they 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 rescinded the um, you know the acceptance. Um, because of uh, your immigration status, which is uh, this type of case, this type of student um, is very prevalent right here in the U.S. all the time. You have students living here, you know, 15 years or more, and that's the only, this is the only country they've known. This is the only environment they have lived in. And at the end, there's no compensation because, you know, at, when they first they came in, um, there were no um, programs available for them, you know, to change their immigration status, and uh, and so they could become eligible, you know, for for benefits. And uh, you know, Maria is one of them. But now you're going in, anyways. You know, you got a couple of schools. You know, one is uh, in Pittsburgh. You know, Washington and Jefferson, and the other one is in Palm Beach. Yes. It's Palm Beach Atlantic and also Palm Beach State College. That Those are three that I'm looking at. Okay. So, you got accepted at three of them, which is great. And and I'm sure you're going to make the you know the best out of it. What's your major, and what do you, why do you want to major in this major? My major would be political science, and I want to major in it because I really, well, literally since I was a little girl, I've enjoyed, uh, like, justice, literally. I've always wanted, I've, like, found it interesting how lawyers think and how they work their way into the cases and how they find a way to figure something out and also mostly for the same thing like for my background 
Like I've mostly wanted to be a lawyer for that reason, to be able to also help out people that are in the same um, position as I am right now and to help them figure out better ways that they can be better in the future and for them to just not feel like they're stuck in one thing. So that's why I want to major in political science and hopefully become a lawyer. Okay. So, yeah. This is great. You know, it's great that you're doing this and great because you're following your dreams. You know, you were you 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 saw the suffering and the persecution in Colombia and the killings and now um and now you want to, you know, you want to learn about the system here and then go to law school. You know, which you will. You know, it's just a matter of time and a matter of uh you know how, you know, any fools Whatever I can help you and support you, you know, in this in this uh, project, in this journey, you know, for law school, I'll be there for you. So, um, so anyway, so <clears throat> you're ready. You're ready to go to school. You know, I mean, you're going to succeed and you're going to be a bright star in any college you go to. You know, where the Princeton didn't accept you, well, that's their loss. So now you go to these schools and uh, maybe later on, if you want to, if you want to transfer after these two years to a to another school, and maybe your immigration status will change, and then you go to a better school. So everything's going to be good for you. You know, you got to think, you got to believe in yourself, believe in God, that everything is going to change in your favor. And that's what that's what's so good about having faith in yourself and God. That you know, this is one life is one day, one step at a time, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. So. Anyways, listen, I want to congratulate you on your great accomplishments, on your, on your graduating tomorrow, or Tuesday, and then being accepted to these three schools, and um, we'll be, you know, going back to Maria sometime in the future, maybe right before she starts school, to find out about what college she finally decided on, and, uh, and how she's doing. So, and wishing her also, you know, the best, you know, for her new college life, academic life. So, Maria, thank you for being with us. Um, you know, we hope that, um, you know, to see you again. And then, uh, like always, you know, if you have any questions or anything that you need, you know, from us, you know, we're here to help you out. You. Okay, so, um, Carlos Alamilla here in Miami now. Um, we hope that any questions that you may have regarding the U.S. College Admissions process, um, please contact us at carlos at collegeavenue.club. Please follow us in our podcast in iTunes and Spotify under the name of College Avenue. We're in Instagram at College Avenue Club and Facebook at College Avenue Club. So, wishing you the best. I hope uh, peace, love, and happiness, and harmony, and respect. So, take care, everybody.